Ladies and gentlemen, Uzi here with another episode of On the Record. We're going to jump right into it. So we got to talk about a variety of things, right? We have to talk about the Singularity update, first and foremost, because I'm a little bit behind. I didn't talk about it the day it came out, because there was just, I don't know, just, there's been so much going on with Dead by Daylight, I just wanted to enjoy it, right? So, Singularity, I even actually touched the killer a single time. I know, it's fucking crazy. But I just, I haven't touched them. I was waiting for the update to happen. And then I've been playing essentially nothing but Survivor for this anniversary event. I did dedicate one day to Killer because I want to see how the powers felt with the Masquerade event. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later. But first and foremost, I just want to talk about the updates to Singularity himself. Or itself, right? I guess it's not a man or a woman. So it would be itself. So the Singularity, the brand new Killer in Dead by Daylight, received a bit of a rework, right? So, the EMP crates were reduced from 5 to 4, the generation time increased from 90 to 100, the survivors are now slowed by 10% while charging the EMP, the time to charge an EMP is increased from 2.0 to 2.5 seconds, the duration of pod disabling from an EMP decreased from 60 to 45 seconds, removed score caps on the score events for assimilation, teleportation, and teleportation strikes, and then increase score points for assimilation and teleportation from 200 to 250. Like, the last two were, I mean, more niche. But I want to focus on everything else. So everything else was actually a phenomenal fix to the killer. Because these are just, like, little quality of life things. And although these numbers sound very minuscule and small, they actually do so much over the course of the match. I think these were great changes for the singularity. Because, once again, I'm not even going off experience as playing as the killer. I'm going off of playing against, right? I'm the person that's taking advantage of, quote-unquote, the EMPs and the abilities of negating his power, right? And I would say he's in a really good spot right now. He honestly feels oppressive at times if you're running solo queue and teammates aren't being efficient. Because he destroys destroys pallets. You have to do everything right. You have to be knowing when to take hits. You have to know when to do certain things. Like, it feels good. It feels really, really good. Now that I'm used to the singularity, I think the killer feels really good to go against. I'm all in all extremely happy with the rework. I guess it's a minor rework, right? Just the quality of life touch-ups on the brand new killer. But it's phenomenal. I am so happy with it. And honestly, I think behavior knocked it out of the park. As soon as this Masquerade event is over, I'm going to be extremely happy to dedicate some time to the Singularity, get the last two achievements I haven't gotten, such as the Adept and the Slipstream achievement. And then from there, I'm going to be hopefully deciding what killer I'm going to main next. Probably Wesker. But, you know, all in all, this killer is in a really good spot. And I feel like the only problem with this killer is indoor maps. It just really hurts the killer. But all in all, it is what it is. You, you can make the argument about any killer, right? Like, oh, this killer isn't as good on an indoor map, or this killer isn't as good on an outdoor map, right? I mean, it's just kind of, it's going to be stealth killers are naturally better in indoor maps, and killers that have high mobility are naturally better on outdoor maps. It's little things like that, right? You know, and then so forth. But that's all I really wanted to talk about in terms of the singularity itself. Next, I want to move into a really random thing. Is So, the Attack on Titan collection is Leaving Dead by Daylight, and this is a really random thing for me to bring up, but for me, it's kind of worth bringing up because I, I love Attack on Titan. It's phenomenal. It's great. However, I really hope that they bring forth like a one last big sale, like a couple days before they officially leave, because it's only like 30%, and 
and I think it's only 30%, right? I could be crazy, and it might be on a bigger sale at this point, I don't realize, but 30% really isn't all that much when you think about like the investment to blood points that you make. So I really hope that this future of the Attack on Titan, when we get closer to July 18th, is a bigger discount, maybe 50, maybe a little bit more, because I would also like to purchase it, right? Because obviously I'm biased because it's I love anime, but... Oh, and all, I would also say that I, I, I think this was obviously their intent, right? But there are some absolute bangers in both the packages for the Warhammer and the, you know, and the Armor Titan. It's just, there's some bangers and then some misses because I'm not a big fan of some of them. But obviously everyone's attached to their pen. Some people are like, every single one's great. And I can't believe it. To this day, I bought the Meg one. I bought the Meg one. I bought it because it was right when I got... The, whatchamacallit, I switched over to Steam from PlayStation 5. And I was like, alright, it's time to get back in the DVD. And I was like, well, who am I going to buy it for? So I bought it for Meg. And I was like, alright, this is going to be great, right? No, no. The Meg one's the most boring, bland one. And it was an awful mistake I made. Do not buy the Meg one. If you're going to buy one. I obviously bought the Armored Titan one, but that's because it, that one just goes so hard. All in all, I'm rambling at this point, but I'm really sad to see it go, but hopefully Dead by Daylight makes some good money off of this before it ends, and hopefully they add one more big discount to it, so maybe I can also purchase it, but I'm just trying to be conscious of the fact that I know I'm going to be buying a lot of skins that I just wouldn't particularly use all that much, and like when you think about it financially, it's like if you're going to buy like two or more then with your excels, you're pretty much at that number where you might as well just buy the full package of something, right? When you look at the finances, like, oh, it's only $7 more or what have you, right? And depending on what the sales are looking like at the time. So hopefully that receives an additional discount closer to the end. But if not, I'm going to be sad to let a couple of those go because some of them are absolutely fire. But moving forward to what I would consider to be the main focus of today's episode of On the Record is the Twisted Masquerade event. So this is the anniversary event that Day by Daylight is hosting, and let me tell you, it is an absolute banger. I'm going to I'm gonna complain for two seconds about it before I get into all the good, because I want to end on a good note, right? So I think that people are playing at a level of toxicity that I don't think I've ever seen before in Dead by Daylight. The amount of slug in the death, the amount of tunneling, the amount of face camping is absolutely egregious. I don't understand why, because everyone, every single match benefits... And so why are you playing that way? It makes absolutely no sense to me. I think it's 1,250 blood points per hook when you're the killer. So when you force someone to second, from my understanding, you don't get an additional 1,250. So if anything, you want to incentivize spreading hook states, which I do. I try to go for 12. And, you know, obviously we're not going to get to the hook states first. You know, kill is debacle because that is something I have no, no desire to get into at this point in time. However... Hooks do matter for points right now. So if you want to get more hooks, you will get more blood points. So face camping and tunneling, obviously the argument can be made with tunneling. It's like, well, I'm going to hook them really fast. But come on now. Like, people also don't understand how pressure works on the map. So I'm going to get into that here in two seconds. But I just want to say, like, to those who are being tunneled, to those who are being face camped, it's okay. I've gone through it too. We get through it. The next match will be better. I almost assure you. Sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. But 
Dead by Daylight is this game that I think people fail to realize when you tunnel and survivors are efficient, guess what's going to happen? The person who's being tunneled is probably going to be desperate, especially if they have some god pallets to work with. They're just continuously dropping pallets, playing safe. And then you have, in a crazy world, three other survivors and what could possibly be considered a gen rushing meta right now, which I'll get into here in a moment as well. Doing gens for free. There's no pressure being applied. When you are constantly tunneling, there's people that don't have to hop off of gens at all, right? Obviously, you can be like, oh, they're going to be altruistic and take protection hits. That doesn't always happen, right? And then there, people don't take into account that decisive strikes still exist off the record, despite this podcast being called on the record. And then plenty of other perks to kind of help you in a pinch. So with all that being said, it does not benefit you as much as you think it does. Spreading Huck states and non-competitive dead by daylight typically is your best rule to follow. Because guess what? Someone's got to go for the save. And then that person's typically going to want to get healed. And if they don't want to get healed, guess what? You're already applying pressure to a different generator on a different survivor. And if you still feel like generators are flying too quickly, here's some advice. Run some slowdowns. At the end of the day, it's almost impossible to win with a weaker killer with no slowdowns. It's not easy. The only time that typically happens is when a major mistake happens on the survivor team if you're the killer. So all in all, people need to also realize it doesn't matter if all four people escape. Like, obviously, that's what you want, and I guess you can make the argument, it's like, well, aren't you on a 160-plus win streak with Wraith right now? Well, yeah, but it's not like I'm trying to. I'm using a meme build. Like, it's it's not the point, right? So, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Just focus on going for the hook states and have a good time. At the end of the day, this event is meant to be shared with the community. Everyone's meant to have fun. It's They did everything right besides the bloodlust exposed status effect. That is the only thing that I will have any gripe with because I feel like I'm being punished for running the killer for a prolonged period of time. That one does not feel good. Everything else, blocking the pallets, creating pallets, block, breaking breakable walls with your power as the killer blocking windows of the survivor all these things are extremely interactive and fun the only one that i think is absolutely broken is on the game when you're going down at least what i call the poop shoot and you block the window right there well the vault and the killer can't go behind you and they're just like okay well i'm just going to watch you run down there now bye that sucks that sucks but oh no, I think this game feels pretty good. The event feels great. I, I, I do have to complain. Again, I'm sorry. I thought it was all going to be positive, but the servers are awful right now. I, I will literally take five steps somewhere after I vault a window and the killer will down me. But I have a couple theories about this. It could just be the high volume of survivors that are playing the event right now. It could be because of some of the changes with Wesker alone. Who knows? It could even be the fact that with these like new event items, like with the pallets and the breakable walls, it might be a lot on the server. Maybe they have like a certain limit they have to abide by, and it's like for some more data consumption or something. Once again, I'm talking on my ass. I don't know, but obviously something's crazy going on with the servers right now. And I would say it's like one out of every five games where I'm getting hit with that cheese. Like, literally, I'm shooketh. Literally, I had the most egregious one happen the other. I vaulted a pallet and ran towards Killer Shack, and I got hit. And the killer was still on the other side of the pallet. I was like, what the heck? I'm gone. I'm, I'm gone. I'm on a different planet. But it happens. It happens. It happens. You know, we still love DVD. We still love what they're doing. And obviously, we're going to get frustrated. 
But at the end of the day, I'm having so much fun with this event. My objective by the end is 2,000 Tiramisu's and a P100 Ada, so I'm hoping to get that at some point. And then I'm saving a couple Excels so I can get the sweater for Ada since it's my second favorite in Dead by Daylight. And then I'll probably feel complete because I'll have just about like all the Survivor's P100 that I want. However, there is one other Survivor that I would, would P100, and that's on in the event that I can get a certain outfit for Jake which is going to be determined by what happens when I purchase Hooked on You. And obviously, more personal stuff, right? But either way, I hope everyone has enjoyed this podcast. It's a little bit shorter, and I kind of went everywhere, right? I talked a little bit about Attack on Titan. I talked a little bit about the anniversary event, and I talked just a little bit about things in general. Nothing too crazy. Pretty simple episode. Obviously, the whole premise of this was about the anniversary event and the singularity. But, you know... I was talking a little bit about extra stuff, and I apologize if you didn't want to hear it, but if you did, fantastic. But, so, I know that I still have a part two for the killer perks that I'm going to get into next week. So, that's going to be coming out here soon, so fear not, that is going to come out, and I'm going to be discussing the rest of the killer perks, and I'm excited to do that. I think we ended on the hex totems the last time that I was talking during the podcast, so we'll essentially start from that point on to the very final perk. And... I may talk about a couple of the new perks since I don't think I did that during the last episode. So I think that I'll double back and look at the Singularities perks as well since at least Forced Hesitation is a little bit earlier in the alphabet since it goes in alphabetical order. But with that being said, thank you all so much for stopping by. And per usual, we're going to be going back at it next week and then the following week i already have everything planned for what i want to do so sit tight we got some podcast ideas flowing but we're going to be doing a little outro here so thank you all so much for stopping by and per usual stay safe in the fog